stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I would like to consider a real estate titan. So our very special guest and feature titan for today, Vicki Westerer. Vicki, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Greg. It's an honor to have you. I know that everybody out there here. is super excited for this one. So much information that you gathered over your career to share. So I'm really, really honored to have you. Um, so I guess let's just dive into the series of questions to get everybody a little window into who Vicki is, if that's okay. Sure. All right. So the first question, I guess, is tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm married to Don Westifer, and we have three adult kids, and I have two beautiful granddaughters. Uh, we're very fortunate to have all of them here with us in Colorado, so I really enjoy that. That's part of um, my life on the weekends and whenever I can manage to have time with them. Uh, I am from San Diego. I grew up in San Diego. Oh. I graduated from UCLA, and I got stuck in Los Angeles for a very long time. Uh, when I was there, I ended up at 26 starting my own interior design firm. Wow. Um, my majors are history and art history, and okay. so that was sort of related to that. Wow. Um, that business I ran for 21 years, mm -hmm. and I moved here five years before I sold it, okay. but it is still operating 20 years later, so that was wow. an accomplishment. I would say so. Um, what got me to Colorado was actually the 1994 Northridge earthquake. Hmm. And when that happened, I'd been in plenty of earthquakes, but I just decided that was the one that was gonna kick me out of LA. <laughs> Enough is enough, everybody. Yeah, I had enough and I was leaving. So we put, the atlas on the coffee table and we started eliminating parts of the country huh. and I'd never been to Colorado before I heard really good things about Colorado Springs so we decided to come out for a quick visit and I remember flying in um, at night so I didn't see anything the next morning I woke up and the window in our hotel room was facing directly at Pikes Peak in April with snow on it so I opened the window and I looked at Pike Speak and I said, you know, I think I could live here. Yeah, I can get used to that view. That's right. awesome. That's great. We ended up buying a house. <laughs> My real estate story. Yeah, yeah. We ended up buying a house on our way home to California. We had no intention. It was a five-day investigation trip. Wow. And we bought a home uh, as a second home okay. with the intention of moving here as soon as we could repair our house, which was pretty much decimated in the earthquake, and sell it and get out here. So um, I had the privilege of working with a very, very wonderful real estate agent here. Mm. And uh, later on, I began to just kind of think about, gee, that, that might be a good idea. Okay. I had actually gotten burnt out. I'd been in my career for 21 years. Right. and. There was something that kept gnawing at me about what I was doing. And once I got here, I actually ran that business long distance for five years. I only went back maybe three days a year. Okay. Uh, I, uh, and no one knew I was here. 
All of my accounts thought I was in LA. I never lied to them. I never told them otherwise. I just didn't tell them I, that I had left. Sure. So um, there was an aspect of what I was doing that I was find, trying to find something that would translate, but in a different way. The interior design field really felt like I was um, providing a service but it was something that wasn't really valuable. It was superficial. Okay. okay. And I wanted to do something that made a difference in people's lives. Mm -hmm. And it was making a physical difference in their environment, but it really wasn't making something, some sort of a substantial difference in their life. Sure. So I looked into a number of different things, and one of them was becoming a certified financial planner. But I thought that might not be quite enough for me because I was used to being in sales and marketing, and I was used to um, being out and about and that type of thing. Okay. So the idea of doing real estate was really a perfect fit. It was sales, it was marketing, it was still homes, hmm. and it was still running a business. And um, I had the opportunity to really make a difference in people's lives, not only in a financial sense, but really also in the sense that I'm helping them find a home in a neighborhood that is going to um, affect their lifestyle. Sure. Affect how their lives are lived, whether it's comfortable, whether it's um, whether it suits their needs um, in a neighborhood that suits their needs you know, convenience to the things that they need to access, whatever it may be. Right. Helping them pick the right place and get the right transaction, the right price, the right everything about it. And then staying in touch with them long-term and being a resource for them. Right, I think that there's a lot of information inside there, which, uh, you know, hopefully everybody's picking up, but this is something that I always discuss, you know, on the show, is that you as a Titan, above and beyond everybody else and your competitors is you're not all created equal. And you and I kind of discussed this before right. we went live, but uh, to me, it, it does matter. And you know, giving back to the community, caring about people, really growing your business, because you've had a wonderful career. Your reputation is impeccable in this marketplace, Vicki. So, Thank you. you know, that speaks for itself uh, when it comes down to it. So your progression in your career, um, it's really kind of along that pathway. So I think this is a beautiful tale into your why. And this is a really, really important question for people to get to know you. So what is your why, Vicki? I mean, what, what drives you, what motivates you, gets you out of bed in the morning, do what you do to the level you do it at? Well, I think I kind of alluded to it already. It's making a difference in people's lives. And, it, you know, in real estate, we have the opportunity to do that on a daily basis. And I think that we're really blessed and fortunate to be in that position. We're dealing with people in stressful situations, um, Oftentimes, there's many, many factors that are involved. We have the ability to make it worse, make it better, um, to eliminate some of that stress, to give them confidence. Uh, so there's so many different things that we can do, in addition to being a resource for them after the fact, staying in touch with them, becoming friends with our clients to a certain degree. Sure. Um, knowing that they've got somebody in the city that they can trust for information as well. But taking it another step further, I think for me, um, it actually involves the people around me, including my staff. Uh, my staff are part of who I want to make a difference for. Okay. Um, I've been able to make a difference in my life 
by running a business that's profitable. Sure. I have the ability to help them. Um, in the case of my staff, they have the flexibility to take care of their kids, work from home, live a lifestyle that works for them. Um, I allow them that flexibility. They can make a good living. They can enjoy what they're doing. And we all work so well together and cooperatively together. I've been so blessed. I have staff that ranges from being with me for nine years to 12 years. And that's pretty unusual in any industry, let alone real estate. Well so, said. Anybody out there So I'm knows. very, very blessed by the staff that I have. And that, I think that's a big portion into, again, the people that you're surrounding yourself with, your clients become friends and family, taking care of yourself and your future, obviously leaving that legacy. So that's right. that's a big why and motivator for a lot of professionals out there, which is really, really uh, wonderful to hear. So let's go into um, you know the, the next series when it comes down to, uh, you know really what we're looking at for you specifically is if you could advise uh, some of the professionals that might be watching this right now, uh, a piece of advice or two with things that you've had in your career, picking or choosing one or two things that you added that took your business from one level to the next. What does that look like? One or two, huh? Or a few, as many as you want to give. I'm, I'm sure everybody's getting the pens ready to write this down. So, um, First thing I think would be coaching. Um, way even even before I ever considered having a full-time assistant, uh, I had a coach. I started with Buffini, and I still continue to practice his principles, even though I'm not in coaching with him anymore. Okay. But I still have a coach. In fact, I have two different coaches, wow. and they are for two completely different purposes. I actually have offered coaching for my staff hmm. for non-business related purposes, I've given them that opportunity because I think it's so valuable. Mm. Um, so coaching I think is extremely important. It helps you move along in um, a more rapid fashion. It keeps you directed, it keeps you focused. I love that. And then the next thing I think that made a really big difference for me was hiring a full-time assistant. My right. assistant Debbie was actually a client of mine that I had relocated here many, many years ago. She actually went to work for a few other real estate agents in the city before I had a need for a full-time assistant. Interesting. And then by sheer luck okay. <laughs> and <laughs> providence, yes. she ended up uh, coming back into my life wow. and she's been working with me for 12 years. Unreal. Yes. <laughs> so for what was the, I guess for other people that are watching this two professionals, what was the turning point where you felt okay, I am going to hire this person. When did you really feel it? Well, I sort of got, I sort of got pushed into this a bit, which was a good thing. Okay. I had always had, for, for many, many years, I had had a part-time assistant. Okay. And there's always that leap of faith, uh, going from part-time assistant to full-time, because it's such a big commitment of finance and time and training, all of that. Mm. Uh, but when Debbie, when Debbie's time became available, I decided that uh, she came on part-time for a very short period, mm. and then all of a sudden she was available full-time, I just kind of took a leap of faith. Wow. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I need to make this decision, it's right in front of me, let's just go with it and see what we can do with it. And of course it played out very, very well. Mm. That's great. 12 years later. Yeah. 
Still working, still working. This is great, though. I mean, it, it's a testament, obviously, to your professionalism and how you treat your people because 12 years, that's a long time. A long you know, time. There is a lot of turnover in a lot of professional businesses, but especially in real estate. Yeah. Um, so that's really great going into that. Now, uh, and there's a lot of really good advice when it comes down to that. Anything else uh, before we switch on to the next? My next thing okay. would, my, and my last thing okay. would be um, systems. Um, systems help provide what I like to provide, which is consistent, um, consistent processes and consistent service. I, I like to think that we try to provide the same level of service to our $100,000 buyers as we do to maybe our million dollar buyers. The only difference is our million dollar buyers need more attention because it takes longer sure. to get their home sold. So there's a little more work that has to go into that. But when it comes to the process itself, I don't want uh, I don't want it to get shortchanged okay. at all. I want the exact same quality and level of service to be delivered to every one of our clients. And it's so much easier to be able to um, have systems for pretty much everything that you do, and then you're not having to constantly remember or worry about forgetting something. It leaves your mind a lot freer. It allows you to stop worrying about whether somebody's done their job, okay. if they've got a checklist, if they have a process they need to go through. Hmm. And, and I love that. I think that, again, the consistencies for hundreds of thousands of dollars to the multi-million, um, you're giving to those people uh, right. freely. And I think that's important to know is there's some people that's like, oh, I gotta treat this person this way or that way. But I think a true professional treats everybody equal and makes it happen no matter what They happens. deserve the same service. I love that. And, and, and that, that speaks volumes out into the community. Uh, so that, that's great, systems and, and being consistent, that's monstrous in this business for sure. It is, because um, it's, a, it's a very complicated process. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to tell you, there's a lot of professionals watching this, it's crazy, all the moving parts, right. and then it all comes together. Um, even in the you know best case of scenarios, there's hiccups along the way. Absolutely. But it's not what happens, but how you respond that really makes a difference. Absolutely. So I think that that's dialed in really, really nicely into here. So let's shift gears a little bit now. This question is the tough one. So when it comes down to challenges in our lives, uh, that's really what separates us from everybody else and makes or breaks. When it's easy, it's smooth, anybody can get through, but the challenges really make and define us. So if you could look at your life thus far, a challenge that you dealt with, that you overcame, that made you stronger because of it, what does that look like for you? Well, you and I have talked about this before, and I've shared this in other, in other ways with some of, uh, some of my colleagues and with the public. Um, I am not known for being extremely shy now, sure. but when I was growing up, and for the largest portion of my young adult period, and probably well into my 30s, I was painfully shy and insecure. Um, to the point where it affected my ability to really function. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided one day that I was not going to go through the rest of my life this way. It was just painful. Oh, no. So um, I took the concept of, fear, of how to deal with a fear of flying okay. in a way, and I just sort of threw myself into intentionally into situations that would force me to face that fear. Initially, it was pretty hard. 
Um, I had never done sales, sure. but I took a job as a salesperson. And I remember uh, my mentor taking me out the very first day and I'm saying, oh my gosh, you know, I'm scared to death. And uh, he said, well, what's the worst thing that could happen to you? And I said, well, they'd say no. And he said, but they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to what you're offering. And that gave me a really good perspective. I ended up, when I uh, started my design business, I ended up selling door to door. I actually went knocking on, door knocking. No way. Yes, during the 70s when there were lots of homes being built and you could tell who didn't have window coverings because there was tin foil in their windows or newspaper. I actually went door knocking. I'm not saying I wasn't scared. Okay. I was. Sure. <laughs> but I did it anyway. I uh, signed up to teach classes at a Learning Tree University. Mm. I signed up for speakers bureaus. Um, just kind of forced myself to do things that would challenge that fear. Mm. And it didn't go away overnight. No. It sure. didn't. But over time it diminished and diminished and as it diminished I gained confidence mm. in my ability to communicate and to express my thoughts and little by little it went away. Okay. There I'm not saying there aren't situations that give me still give me trepidation sure, but sure. Um, uh, this year I had to speak in front of yeah. an enormous group of people right. and um, I did. I. It was more exciting for me than it was fearful. Sure. So that was great. Yeah, that was fantastic. I remember you let me know that, and that's thousands of people. Sixty-five hundred people live, wow, and it goodness. was yeah, it was it was definitely um, an experience that I never expected that I would be doing because of that, you know, that fear and that shyness. But so. I think that the big takeaway for a lot of people out here, professional or not, in the business is that you had that challenge and you just went right for it. You right. went right to the fear, you conquered it, and you moved forward. Now there's still times where, like you said, you can have butterflies, all the different things that are yeah. going on, but you didn't let it stop you. Um, and I think that that's a big takeaway for everybody because we all deal with challenges in our lives and we all have things to jump and overcome, but um, that's just big testament to it. And, and Look at where you are now. I mean, again, just that conference you're at, right. thousands of people in right. the audience. I mean, people would be deathly afraid to do what we're doing right here. There's a few thousand, not 6,000, but right. there's a few thousand people that are watching this going on, and it's just like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. But you keep pressing forward. Right, right. And I think one of the things that drove me and that allowed me to take that, those steps was that my fear of staying in the place of fear was greater than my fear of overcoming it. Wow. So that allowed me to push forward, and I think that was helpful. Uh, no, that, Vicki, thanks for sharing that, because that is not easy to air out, you know, our challenges, things like that. I know that's gonna help a lot of people out there that might be fearful, even if it's just to, to you know, speak to a group or on a smaller or larger scale, just get out there, do it. Don't let it hold you back. I mean, here's a perfect example of success, not letting it do that to you. So. Thanks for sharing that. I know it's going to affect a lot of people out there who are watching this. So uh, let's go into a slightly softer question. It's actually <laughs> one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time scenario. So if you could go back in time and give your younger self at any time frame in your life a piece of advice or two, uh, what would you say to young Vicki? 
<laughs> That's a tough one, too. You're like, well, but she wasn't. Well, <laughs> the first thing I would say is marry the right person. Okay. That will make 90% of the difference in your life. Wow. Good, bad, or indifferent. <laughs> yeah, truly. But um, I was fortunate to marry my current husband, Don, 14 years ago. And that has made all the difference in my life. Mm. Um, the second thing I would say was something that I learned from Brian Buffini many years ago. And actually two things I learned from Brian Buffini. One of them was to do things in the proper sequence. If you do things in your life out of sequence, they can have very detrimental effects. They may look like they're positive uh, steps, for example, just an easy example, um, deciding that you want to invest in real estate, mm -hmm. but not protecting your assets with proper insurance or an emergency fund or any of those things before you step out into that next step. Right. Having the patience to do things in the proper sequence so that you are protected and so that each step that you take is building on the last step. And in almost everything you do, whether it's your business, your personal life, your finances, it doesn't matter. That piece of advice I use all the time. Wow. And it really made a big impact on me. Um, actually, the other piece of information okay. that I got from him many years ago was take vacations. Interesting. The people that know me well know that I take between 10 and 12 weeks of vacation a year. Love it. I break it up into chunks, but it is essential to me, and I basically book a year, a year's worth of vacation, okay. a year in advance. Wow! I book it; it's paid for; it's done, and I can't back out. Mm. Love that <laughs> forced break, right? It yeah. is, and I break it up so that it, you know, is there's enough of it each quarter, mm. once a quarter, or whatever it may be. One of the things that it does is it gives you something to look forward to. Okay. We all work really hard in this business. Absolutely. And it allows me to maintain some sort of sense of purpose and hope that, you know, a few months, a few uh, months down the road, yes, I've got somewhere to go, I'm gonna get a break. Sure. Um, it gives you an opportunity to have some real downtime because we work so nonstop in this industry. Truly. You need to take a break you know, one day a week is important, mm -hmm. but a good substantial break is really critical to being the best you can be for your clients, for yourself, for your family. Okay. So that was another one. That's great. And the last one I got from Dave Ramsey. All right. Unfortunately, a little bit too late, and not too late, but uh. later in life, I wish I'd known it earlier. Okay. And that one is save, invest, give, and work on work towards being debt-free. Okay. And we followed, my husband and I have followed his principles, and it, that has made all the difference in our lives, hmm. so. I think that that's, uh, that's, all of it is huge advice, not just for, you know, young Vicky, but for everybody out there is watching it, and picking and choosing a few pieces of that, uh, recharging your batteries. I mean, because like you said, we're all working so hard in this business, especially to your level and, and the titans inside here. It's nonstop. It it's is. go, go, go. It is. So to take the time to really sharpen the saw, it's an old adage, but 
chop trees down all day long, it's going to get dull, dull, dull. It's going to get harder and harder. Take time to sharpen it, your life's going to be easier. It's the same thing with a break. So I think that a lot of professionals can take that to heart uh, when it comes down to it. Also, setting up those time processes in the right order, that is beautiful advice because, as you know, there's so many professionals out there that want to just do it. Get it done. I'm going to build the house and, oh, shoot, I forgot to build the foundation. Right. Right? They just want to get it done. <laughs> so I think that that's huge advice to take the time. Patience is so hard. It is it's very so hard. Difficult. We all want it tomorrow. Yep. We don't. Or today. Right. <laughs> yesterday. I want that. I want that yesterday. Come on. Everybody. But um, being able to see the long-term plan and laying out the framework to get to that long-term plan. Uh, my husband and I, had when we first met, we, uh, we have a meeting, a family meeting and a business meeting. Okay. Once a year, we go away. Wow. And when we first got married, we laid out a 20-year plan. Unreal. <laughs> that is great. And that 20-year plan had maybe three or four items on it for each year. Okay. And each year was based on the fact that we had a, would have accomplished what was in the year before. And what was amazing about that, as people say, would you know, written goals get accomplished? Mm -hmm. um, when we sat down year two to look at that list, we had not looked back at it the whole year, but because we wrote it down, mm -hmm. because we had a plan, when we sat down at the end of the first year, we had accomplished almost three years worth of items that were on there. Wow, and that that's it just huge. happened. We didn't even, we weren't even really aware of it. It just happened. But that ha was, you know, a plan, patience, doing it in sequence, all of that. It's big. Yeah, and it's been a lot of fun because then once we hit that 20 years, then, <laughs> you know, we <laughs> what? Well, things are going to be what? pretty good, right? Then, <laughs> then, it's, then it's the next 20. Then it's the next 20, maybe. I mean, everybody out there, you know why that she is a titan. I mean, planning that out, that's huge, huge stuff for goals and in life. And I think that's huge personally and professionally. So uh, great advice, huge stuff for everybody to write down. That was great. Uh, so let's go into, I guess, the feeding of the mind question. I think this is really good for everybody to kind of note um, what books you've read, podcasts you listen to, influential social media, what's made you who you are that way, and what are you continually feeding yourself? So any of those topics for you. Well, I'm a nonfiction reader. Okay. I just don't read fiction. Sure. The only time I get fiction is in a movie. Or um, when we're doing a car trip, we'll do books on tape. Sure, sure. And we'll usually do some kind of mystery, or we'll do a maybe a biography or something like that. Okay. But um, which is not fiction. Sure. <laughs> so, Closer, but not quite, right? Um, I am an extremely slow reader. Okay. I wish I could take a speed reading class, but that, I've never found the time for sure. it. So. That's right. That's it. Um, so I use Audible, Okay. and um, I start it in the morning when I wake up. Uh, I have my routine in the morning. I, you know, I do some devotionals, okay. I do some prayer, and then I, if I'm working out, I'm listening to a book on, on Audible. Mm -hmm. I'm listening to it in the car. I don't listen to the radio. Okay, strong. Um, <laughs> I've tried lately not to listen to the news as much as possible. Right, right. That's a challenge, but... It is. Um, but I use those books uh, to just kind of get my mind going. 
to take on uh, different topics that maybe I haven't investigated before. Okay. I decided recently to go back and listen to Think and Grow Rich again. Mm -hmm. I had read it many, many years ago or listened to it many years ago. Sure. And this time I found that I'm listening to it a different way. Mm -hmm. It talks about Think and Grow Rich in a monetary way and I every time it discusses money, I just do a little mental click on it and okay. say, no, it's not about think and grow rich monetarily, mm -hmm. think and grow rich personally, Love grow that. rich as a person. Wow. And so the concepts are all the same. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm listening to it with a different perspective and it's kind of interesting. I love that. And then um, recently I read uh, Michael Mayer's 7L, okay. Seven Levels of Communication. It's um, Brian Buffini taken to on steroids taken to a different level. Which is crazy to think. It about. is. It's it's just um, taken maybe a little bit deeper than he can do in that format that he has. Okay. But uh, I really loved that book. Hmm. Um, another one that was actually really good for me uh, last year was Essentialism. Okay. And it was a book about. Um, trying to focus on the more important things in your life and sort of you know close out a lot of the noise and clutter sure. that goes on in our minds and in our lives and it wasn't about minimalism but it was a, it was helpful to start thinking in terms of focusing on things that are more important instead of having a lot of different things drawing you in different directions okay Okay. And that's that's a good blend of books, right? But it is into the self-improvement, business-related, you know, changing that up. And, um, you know, I think that's really good for people to know is to never stop learning, to never stop growing. And that's how we're constantly just taking it up to that next level. Um, and whether right. you have a degree or not, I mean, education should be yeah, lifelong. Absolutely. So that's a, and, and no matter how you consume it, if you're physically reading, if you're listening to it, watching it, however it's going on, as long as you're improving exactly. yourself, I think is good. And being able to share that with others. So um, just so everybody knows, as always, I'm going to have those links in the comment below so you can follow along and read and feed your mind with what Vicky's doing as well. So that's really, really great stuff. Um, any other ones in there or is that pretty well covered? Oh, there's... There are a few others, but I, I can't remember the names at okay. the moment. No, but no. I'm, I normally have three books at a time going. Okay. I mean, going all at the same time, and okay. just depending on my mood and how much time I have in a particular segment, I'll pick one or the other. Perfect. Okay, so uh, you heard it first here, everybody. So this is good stuff. So tons of information, Vicki. This has been amazing. And we always wrap it up with the final question for everybody to get a little bit deeper window into you. So if you could sum up your brand in a nutshell with a mantra you live by or a quote, what does that look like for Vicki Westifer? Well, actually, this is a saying that my husband uses. All right. And he teaches self-defense, and this is a concept that he conveys to his classes. But it speaks to exactly how I run my business and how I hope I run my life, and that is do the right thing the right way for the right reason. Wow. And that is pretty much how we run our business. That is how we run our business. Yeah. We do the right thing for our clients regardless of how it impacts us. Hmm. There are times that it's not, you know, financially 
beneficial, sure. but that isn't the important thing. The important thing is taking care of the client the best possible way. So wow. that's that phrase I think really kind of sums it up. That's perfect. And it's a testament to you and your brand and what you've done and continue to do with the legacy you're building and built. So that's awesome, Vicki. I mean, I think this is fantastic. Everybody, you know, hopefully you really enjoyed this episode. I definitely want to officially say you're a real estate titan in my book, Vicki. So thank you thank so much you so again. Much. Uh, so it's an honor. yeah, it's it's oh, it's just so amazing the information inside here. I can't wait to just try to dissect everything and watch it myself, just like everybody else out here. But uh, thanks again so much for your time and attention, everybody. Every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different titan, a different location. Um, again, I really appreciate the love and support, and we'll catch you guys in the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.